Well, hi, hello. <laughs> Jake's here in person. Hey, I forgot my guitar. Crap. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know how I got here, but welcome to the Corridor Digital Podcast, everybody. Episode Yo, 138. Hey. Wow. I'm back. Yeah, thank I'm you back. so much for uh, your comments I'm and uh, your viewership. On Oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> I for so long. I don't He's even like, know how to microphone. <laughs> thank you so much for your right, comments and your viewerships on the last episode. Uh, it uh, was really just a lot of good. I think it was very cathartic for everybody. And we felt that uh, we were we felt we would be remiss if we, we did go. not bring Ren on to talk about this. So uh, he started it all. Yes. Oh the man God, who dude. started it all um, <laughs> is here with us. Ren Weichman. We've also got Nico and Hi. Mr. Dean. The, so, if you need to know anything about Dean. any comic universe, <laughs> Dean actually <laughs> creates the stories for the publishers, comes up with them all himself. So, um, since welcome, 1938, that's it. right. Yeah, it's crazy. He, yeah, he's actually a time traveler. Meanwhile, I'll- Nico's <laughs> literally playing Civilization right now. <laughs> wow, Nico, you really are selling how interesting these podcasts are. No, trust me, this well, is no, good. He's is ready important. for Ren to to rant. This is Ren's platform. Yeah, let's be real. I'm here to spice up this monologue. To spice it up. Not to like Man, hype up. I feel like I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Nothing really happened eventful in the last week. Except for, you know, everything. <laughs> except for <laughs> Lots everything. of things always Okay, happen. so if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, uh, I was not in it, but it was about something that I said. <laughs> it was basically... I got so fed up and furious about my experience that morning with Adobe After Effects that I tweeted something incredibly out of character for me. Yeah. I I tweeted something angry and I swore in it. You used bad words. I used a bad word. Oh, no. Which, yeah, it's not (laughs) something I ever really do publicly. It's not something I intend. It's not something. I don't know. I don't. Did you just feel like that was the only. Like with friends. Did you just feel like that was, it was a call for help? It was like a cry for, like, witness me. Did you feel like it was something like that for you? or It was, I think, a breaking point. It was mm. something that I had been kind of feeling for quite some time, years at this point. All coalescing into a single moment where I realized I'd had enough. It was the moment I slammed my hand onto the table after trying a second computer and was able to <laughs> replicate the problem there. Listen, I I don't I have had so many After Effects crashes over the years of, or not okay. Yeah. I've had so many software crashes over the years. It's not a big deal. It's just part of the game. And in this morning cuz I was trying to finish up my our satisfying render. I had already rendered Coming a second version of it. And we were ha- oh, we, were ha- we had to watch it. Like, yeah, and we we're having yeah, to watch it and like, so I was like, all right. Uh, I'll just do this Basically, the the second half of my second render, which was a better simulation, didn't really work. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to take my first render and do a mask transition onto the second render at the, in, at the end of it. Just a simple mask, an animated keyframed mask. And it kept causing After Effects to literally blip out of existence. <laughs> just like, boop. no crash, no freezing. I was just like, I would do something and it would just like, it was as if I minimized it to the, to the tray. And so now it quit even faster than when you actually quit the program. It actually kind of created this situation <laughs> where I was efficiently crashing it over and over again, trying to... F- I went into problem-solving mode for two straight hours. I'm not exaggerating when I say 
After Effects crashed on me over 100 times in a two-hour span. Is there a superhero that has this power, Dean, (laughs) that you're familiar with? I I will say the blip, like when it just, when the window disappears rather than... It's so surprising. You know, it starts like you know, just slowing down. Did you just hit the Windows screens. button and like made it all made them all go into the sub bar? <laughs> yeah, but like, but the, <sighs> I just want to say the blip is less frustrating. I I'd say, well, not a hundred times, but the blip versus <laughs> like the I'm clicking, like I'm smashing my mouse, and yeah. it's like the screen turns. Then white. that's wasting time. At yeah. least when it blipped away, I was able to instantly start After Effects back up and start trying. So it created the situation where I was able to explore a whole host of different possible solutions. Listen, I'm a seasoned crashing software problem solver <laughs> at this point i was i cleared my cache i restarted the computer i was basically i had re-rendered Didn't my render right? itself into different formats oh. and imported that back in i i one. deleted keyframes and restarted from scratch it was because it was always happening on the same frame no sometimes it was different frames but usually mm-hmm. on this one frame and i was trying to like all this different stuff i went to after effects 20 uh 21 oh, 20 19 wow. previous versions uh, which requires you to like have to save out a certain type of older file to be compatible with the older <sighs> software. I, I, tr- trust me when I say that I did all of the things I could possibly think of to fix it. And the thing that ended up fixing You're doing it, a simple effect. I'm literally the just animating a mask with <laughs> with a feather and also a variable feather. That's the only like complicated thing I can imagine for it. Probably did. Um, it. <laughs> and the thing that ended up fixing it was I added an additional mask on top of it. So I didn't have to animate the oh keyframe. It was, it was stupid. It's, it doesn't matter. The point was that I reached a, a boiling point where I just got fed up. I had to walk outside and get some air. And I realized in that moment that everything that I'd been feeling up until this point, which is that After Effects is old and decrepit, <laughs> was true. And Well, not just After Effects. N- yes, it's, it's, it's part, it's a symptom of a lot of things that is that have happened to the adobe suite you know you were complaining a lot about premiere ironically i've not really had that many problems with premiere um well jonah just last night was here for an extra two hours just yeah. trying to export and of course he had to jonah get into resolve he ha- on, he's, he said he's he said he's <laughs> yeah. this is what happens resolve is actually it's like if you know premiere you know resolve like it's not hard to switch programs he had a very basic takes- problem yeah. too though yeah. it was something like with his motion graphics and he had to like Oh yeah, we always... export the motion graphics separately well, and then bring them back in. Essential and... graphics was always an issue for us yeah. and like, you know, for us with Premiere, we worked on Premiere for years and then last year we switched over to Resolve. And I mean, that years ago I was having these like critical issues. Like uh I don't know if people remember the Andrew the first episode Andrew Kramer was on on VFX Artist React. Uh Nick and I were here till 2 a.m. and oh, we ended up screen capping the entire episode and premiere we tried everything (laughs) like and i was able to render out the entire timeline play through it fine couldn't couldn't export it and you couldn't even do the thing where it's like all right this is a cached file somewhere that you can actually open and and access it's some crazy like mpeg file type yeah couldn't even do that no, and so we just these those kind of bugs that also happen so often that we have a protocol for it. That's not the first time we had to screen cap <laughs> no, a yeah. premiere timeline. I've yeah, <laughs> I've there's been multiple I think there's been another episode and stuff I've done where I've just had to screen cap it at a premiere, which is like it's just ridiculous to think that we have videos on YouTube that are that's literally screen caps. 
yeah. of like the episodes that we edited. But you know what? I can forgive crashing programs. It sucks, especially in a professional environment where you need reliability and, and a robust program. But I think the thing that adds to it for me is just the overall feeling that the software feels old. You know, yeah. like I don't want to have to like. Well, it might be worth backing up and like telling the story a little bit more from the beginning. I think one of the reasons why you're upset or why you're also like why it hurts, like you said, the software's old, but like we grew up on After Effects. Mm-hmm. I know, started learning how we learn VFX was yeah. through After Effects, you know. And, I, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. I started learning how to do visual effects, uh, true visual effects, not like this clone cropping stuff in a, in a video timeline. And it was like beginning of 2009, I discovered videocopilot.net and I was using CS3. <laughs> What's uh, After up? Effects CS3. And Kramer here. the crazy thing is that if you're to look at the user interface of CS3, Compared to 2022, apart from like high resolution text and like slightly different well, colors, you got schemes. those extra colors that you can label your 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 uh, layers now. You <laughs> no, can the put key one frame. In they finally put keyframe. And now you can put one in tan, color. so they got that. Well, <laughs> it's the exact same as what I'm trying to say. The overall user experience is exactly the same for the last couple decades. I, or at least it's the very the least last 13 years. Yeah, it's, it's like you guys be like. We nailed it, guys. We nailed it the first time. <laughs> Digital video, barely even a thing yet. But this interface, it's perfect. You never so, have to change it. <laughs> so like, like Dean was saying, everyone started transitioning over to DaVinci Resolve last year for editing. But I kind of like stood my ground. I was like, that's cute. That's nice. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Premiere because I know how to use Premiere. Granted, Premiere and Resolve, they're both editing programs it's the same same stuff you put video on a timeline you chop it up it's the same principles in final cut pro avid premiere uh friggin luma fusion whatever and <laughs> movie maker i yeah iMovie, windows movie Ma- yeah exactly it's just that one program actually uses your gpu yeah and the other one doesn't. well after effects and and premiere have certain effects that will use your gpu right it has on honestly it has very good uh, red reading, like red footage works really well in Premiere, mm-hmm. um, which is why, like we were having this discussion earlier with Jonah. He was talking about how he loves the the proxy system in Premiere. <sighs> and I was just like, I've never used proxies. Proxies. <laughs> and also Resolve. Like yes. literally, I've never used proxies. Resolve make, makes proxies very easy. Yeah. yeah, like back in the day when we would shoot like those corridor short films, we would shoot them all at 5K or 4K, 6K, whatever. And we would just have the native raw files in the timeline. Yeah, and we just meant max through. compression, which on the red still looks better than anything else on yeah. YouTube. YouTube ruins it anyway, man. <laughs> yeah. like, you can't tell me you can tell the difference between 720 and 4K on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell the difference. Barely. <laughs> Barely. It's, it's harder to tell the difference between 1080 and 4K. Yes, it's super hard to tell the difference between 1080 and, and 4K on YouTube. it's literally impossible to tell the difference between 4K and 8K. Yeah. Our eyes literally just don't have the acuity to like but it's not even the like number of pic it's not even the resolution it's the compression of the footage on youtube it gets compressed in the camera and then it gets compressed again when it gets uploaded mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah like uh kendrick lamar just put out his new music video and um it's one shot on a dark red background and you just see yeah. these big blocks the in banding, the background yeah. Yeah. yeah well that's i think yeah yeah that's that's due to the the bit depth and bad compression yeah 
So if you're watching these on corridordigital.com, you're going to get way better compression. Is, just just a note. It's ironic because like a static background with this type of compression should look better because the pixels aren't changing from frame <laughs> to frame. So they should be the highest quality. Yeah. But it's it's that sort of like gradation of like a a gray to a darker gray that yeah. you end up with that stair stepping banding effect. Anyway, what was that? Where was I getting at? So, effects. <laughs> but yeah, like it was our old love. It was the thing we started on. But here's the thing: Are we just teenagers experiencing this part where you fight with your parents because you're growing up? Like, is After Effects just are we just the outgrowing first After Effects? Cut is the deepest. Well, <laughs> I was definitely Baby, starting to feel I that know. because I've I have a friend who teaches Nuke. Uh, he's worked in the industry for years, and every Center. time we hang out, he tries to convince me to get onto that Nuke train. <laughs> and and then we hired Fenner, who is a nuke master and converted Jordan into a nuke trainee. And he's now blasting away. And I'm just seeing the stuff they're doing. I'm like, man, maybe it's time I get into nuke. But, you know, really what it comes down to is I, I it's time to get into a node based compositing workflow. Yeah. And you know what else has that? DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> Technically, it's called Fusion, right. but it's I inside have, the it's same program. Here's, okay, free. This is, this I is have what one I'm getting complaint to. about DaVinci Resolve that I'll bring up when oh, the time I, I is ready. I have some complaints, too. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's, there, there's yeah. something that you omitted from the previous podcast about a bad experience with Resolve, where a lot of work was lost. Um, <laughs> but the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning After out. Effects and Premiere just kind of feeling old is that Resolve feels new. It's it's a newer program. It was I mean, the program itself might be older. I first learned Resolve in 2014 for color grading. <laughs> and it was like yep. the thing that you would kick out a render from Premiere and important to Resolve <laughs> to yep. color grade. And that was when I started learning like the node based coloring system and all that stuff with. Uh, yeah, that was mats. how we originally used yeah. it was just it was yeah. a color yeah. suite. But like now it's like it was a twenty five thousand dollars software <sighs> before it was like free <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's one piece of software that dynamically connects all the different facets of it it's you got the fair light for audio you have fusion for compositing and it's all very capable and they and, all each one of those has extraordinary depth yeah, yeah. It, and and well they're if, dedicated it's yep. but it's so much more than just features you know i feel like adobe is always adding features to their software but it's just it's like putting on more stuff on a pile more makeup but like the foundation is just so old that it doesn't feel sturdy you know yeah after mm -hmm. effects doesn't when i <sighs> i cannot export an h.264 file directly out of after effects because yes. i have to send it to media encoder which is the worst program on the entire planet yeah, which never works it, okay. Like, why do you want to wait forty five seconds for this other program? No, to that's open? that's quick. Granted, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of plugins, and all those plugins have to then open again inside this separate program, which is going to eat up even more of your RAM, and and that's just so that Media Encoder can open. The idea of Media Encoder is great. You can continue working in After Effects while your video is rendering, <laughs> but it these steps. They, they're adding additional steps. And when those steps go from taking half a second to taking minutes, it, it's, it's garbage. Yeah. And, and when Premiere first had like the dynamic link by being able to send stuff to After Effects, that was like the one thing 
that kept me as an Adobe user for so long. And I didn't even use it the way they intended. Yeah, none of us do. I never actually no used the, the dynamic links. It was, <laughs> I would send it to After Effects so to create a project file with my raw red footage with the correct in and out points and the correct resolution of the composition. And then I would go back to Premiere and hit undo. Yeah. So that I could get rid of that dynamically linked like yeah, file it, now because it gets rid of the original file. Premiere, otherwise it renders. Yeah, it literally gets rid of your raw clip. Who wants to do that? Just put the copy above. Come on, guys. I told them that in person one time. <laughs> to be clear, we've had conversations with developers from Adobe. We've been to like their Adobe uh, meetups in Vegas at NAB, and I've literally talked to one of the lead developers, and I've requested that, like, please don't just replace it. Just like maybe add it. And he's like, well, you could just like alt drag it up and then do it on that layer. I'm like, yes, right. you just added more right. clicks. I guess I can do that. <laughs> but no, you just add more steps. Exactly. Like, That's my point. It's it's that mentality. Well, yeah. I think it's because they they're like, but. That's what we want you to use dynamic link that way, but it never works that way. Right. Yeah. Cause why would you want to render an After Effects file in your Premiere timeline in real time? It doesn't work in real time. After Effects is not a real time program. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can cache it, but their cache system is so fragile. It's like you move it a little bit and then it's like, oh, there goes the cache. Yeah. You know? And and it's like, again, <laughs> in theory, it's amazing. You know, it's like being able to, if you have a, 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 a sequence of shots, and you can just like do all the work in After Effects, then go back to your Premiere timeline and hit, you know, export and everything renders all at once. Like in theory, that's that's great. But in, in practice, again, it's like an old man with a cane trying to like do the 400 meter relay and Adobe. one of those. There's too many points of failure, you know, Nico, and, you know, it's real cool is when you're in Resolve and you know, you're editing and you just you just click over to the Fusion page and suddenly your layer is now a Fusion clip. Yeah, that's, that's just really cool. So great. And they have this like <laughs> AI based depth mat that you can just generate. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. you give it a couple seconds and it kicks in, you just hit the space bar and it plays. Oh, and you can do really? crazy things. Like, and you, like, and you know how After really? Effects made a big deal about Roto Brush 2, but that's literally just a side feature in the color page on, on Resolve. <laughs> that's really crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds nice. Oh, man. Do they have AI based uh, slow motion in DaVinci Resolve? Oh, Opti yeah. Yeah, it's it's, great. A, it's like any like we we used to shoot all the crew videos in like uh, sixty frames per second, so we could slow everything down. You know that about just I don't. a dedicated just slow down. Well, you know, have you guys ever heard of Aces? <laughs> they actually have full Aces support in DaVinci Resolve. Oh yeah, it's really, great. It's, it's really easy. It's just like a drop down. I mean, yeah. I I yeah. had to install a whole like OCIO thing in After Effects to get that working, and it's still like didn't work not uh <laughs> not quite working for you there. I'm of course like I'm dunking hard on After Effects, but that's because I'm just so so angry. And I don't know, it's I'm so I made that tweet and it, it went like kind of viral. It was like Loki viral, you know, it was like, yes, to Loki. I got a lot of responses of basically uh, thoughts that echoed my thinking. Yeah. And a lot of people agreed with the sentiment. And same I don't want to just the podcast comments are the same. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people have the same experience we have. And we're recording this pretty much right after the first podcast went live and we've already heard back from Adobe. <laughs> like it <laughs> caught their attention. And so I'm not going to comment any further on that because that's hopefully going to become an ongoing conversation. I would love if they like took our. All right. Uh, Suggestions. Time. All right, Ren, you're in charge of Adobe. Oh boy. Fix after effects. What do you do? Fix premiere, fix whatever you want. Jump in. What do you do? So you have unlimited everything. <laughs> I, it's not worth it. 
It's important to note that what I said was essentially After Effects needs to be rewritten from the ground up. Like, mm -hmm. get rid of it, rewrite something from scratch. That brings in new thinking, new innovative ideas, and new efficient ways to work with modern hardware that just feels modern. Like, we have Unreal Engine literally rendering incredibly intense scenes in real time. And After Effects is like, oh, this shape layer is going to take... 0.1 fps <laughs> to render <laughs> and and stuff like that and so my suggestion was to completely restart it but i thought about that more because i was talking with uh Stu mashowitz from red giant who is an old industry vet not that he's old but he's been in the industry for a while um <laughs> and and he says he he's he knows too much about software engineering to think about suggesting a complete rewrite. And so that made me start thinking about it. Ditch After Effects. Make something new. Make a new node-based compositing that program that is an actual podcast. competitor yeah. to Fusion, to Nuke, to these programs, and keep After Effects around as like a legacy program. People can continue using it if they want, but there's right. this new program that does compositing with node-based well, stuff. I think, I, I was just going to say, I think what makes After Effects special is that it's not node-based. It's well, the layer-based. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, I really like, just want... There's node-based tools out there, but there isn't a layer-based tool like After Effects. Right? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like, you guys, myself, everybody upstairs, we all learned from Andrew Layers. Kramer, Video Copilot. Yeah. And because layer-based is just easier to understand than node-based. It's more intuitive, Because you start, you start in Premiere or Final Cut, and you're like, okay... I put a video clip next to the next video clip and then I could put one over it and turn the opacity down. <laughs> and then After Effects is like the next step from there. Yeah, it's, and so, that's really old film visual effects. It's layer-based compositing. Yeah, and so yeah. is it still like, I think it's still, like Nico's saying, I think it's still worth it for people who are um, hobbyists, um, young filmmakers, you know, like I think it there's immense depth to it, but it does have a ceiling of like you always talk about Ren, where it's just, it gets so complicated so fast when you try to do complex things. And it's, but it's like, it's still possible, you know? Like I've done yeah. some of the most incredibly complex shots before, all in After Effects. It's mm -hmm. like, it's just because it's possible doesn't mean it's the right tool for the job. Yeah, you know, I used I, to edit all of my videos in After Effects. Well, and what else do you <laughs> like do? Like timeline based what editing and sound design. <laughs> what else do you what? do in After Effects? You did sound design at AE? Yeah. Don't dude. you use After Effects as your photo Oh, yeah. I don't know how to use Photoshop. I do all of my Photoshopping in After Effects. Is this? I mean, yeah, D use After Effects on the thumbnails for Node. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I did too. <laughs> all of my thumbnails, all of my images, they're all edited in After Effects. Well, After Effects is just Photoshop with motion. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's video Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. Video Shop. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's the tricky thing with a program like that is there's a million different people using it in a million different ways. Mm -hmm. And so like what we need isn't necessarily what other people need. Mm -hmm. So like, that's where like, as like a line of communication opens up between us and Adobe and they're like, so, so what's up? It's like, I'm careful. Cause it's like, I don't want to just say what I need. Cause that's not reflective necessarily what everybody needs. Yeah. They have to like kind of follow the least common denominator to a certain degree. To a certain degree. Well, but yeah, they've we done can, that. I we can all clear. agree that the program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we can all agree that I guess what you're saying when you say we're at the program, it's like step back and what is what is After Effects supposed to do? Not and crash. Then, 
That's first. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> first is not crash. Yeah. Like what what tools it, does it serve? And then build it from the ground up with a new interface in mind that minimizes your clicks. It minimizes things that you don't need to mess with. It does things automatically that otherwise you are always doing. Like just have it figure it out and save me time. It's a tool, right? So if like if you if you had to push eight buttons to turn on your car every day, it's like, boy, I <laughs> wish somebody would just invent a car you just had to push one button. Because I'd have to just push the same eight buttons every day. And now and like, our cars, we just get in and drive away. Yeah, exactly. There's no on button. <laughs> no on button. And that's kind of like what After Effects is. It's like, I still sit down, I have to push the same eight buttons to turn it on. It's like, why don't, why isn't just one button yet? Like, you know, I do this so many times and so many other people must do it at the same time. I saw a presentation for a program called Autographs. So well, wait, Nico, they have that. It's called nesting. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a presentation for a program called Autograph, which uh, a dev team is working on. I think they might be French. And it's like, it's basically a straight up a, hey, we think we can make After Effects, but we can make it what it should be. Oh, so it's layer-based? It's layer-based. It has and a node-based version also, side-by-side -side running in the same thing. Whoa, so you can switch back and forth? Yes, I believe. I believe. I hope I'm not I'm not sure how that's going to work. But that would be nice. But here's what's special. It's all hyper real time. So you drop in your hyper footage. Hyper real time. Hyper real time. As hyper in like, real time. You can drop in your footage. You can hit play while your footage is playing. You can change your composition settings. You can change your wow. like, oh, I want my resolution to be this, my frame rate to be this. And the video, it's just playing. You can move it around. You can add layers. You can mask it. It's all playing in real time. They have oh. a really nice like, hey, you click on the video. Rather than having a tiny pixel and then tiny pixel wide lines sticking out for your handles and your moving gizmo, it's like, here's all the different things you need, like squish, stretch, scale, move, translate, corner pin with nice, easy to big, or easy, big to click on icons, like all right there in front of you, like, you know, thought through and made handy. And once again, it's just all real time. Pull the key, do a, you know, do a masking thing on the edge. And it's just like. It's it's like Unreal Engine, you know? It's like Unreal Engine versus 3DS Max. Like, one can do a billion polygons real-time on my screen with global illumination, and one requires me to click 20 boxes before it even renders its first ray-traced image, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm Okay, so there's a story I have. In After Effects, for the longest time... Okay. So After Effects has the Rotobrush tool, where you essentially paint brush strokes, and the tool intelligently figures out where the edges you're trying to rotoscope actually are mm -hmm. and so if there's like a person or a car or a box or a whatever you just kind of do a green brush stroke over it and suddenly you have this mask that has appeared along the edges of the thing and where it isn't supposed to be you take a, a red brush stroke across that and it dials it back and it's kind of like a back and forth sort of process on a frame by frame basis but when you have hundreds of frames that you're trying to get through you're going through like frame at a time maybe sometimes every other frame and and you're looking at the actual image and you're staring at it and you're because you're trying to to like study how it's moving mm -hmm. so you're almost kind of like looking at it in an abstract way as opposed to visually looking at something like you would when you're reading and what after effects would do is that you would make a brush stroke and the entire image would blank to black for just <laughs> yeah. like a half second, sometimes upwards of one or two seconds. If, if you had a lot of keyframes or your shot was really heavy and they would come back. But the problem is that now that frame is out of your visual cortex and you're now looking at a new shot without that sort of before and after comparison, like stored in the Ram buffer of your brain. And it was just such a it would ruin your flow. It, and it was like it was so hard to try to use Rotobrush when that would happen. And I it would get it got better in 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 
iterations since then and versions of After Effects since then, but it would still happen. It literally still happened to me in After Effects 2022 a couple months ago. I was trying to do Rotobrush stuff and it would blank to black. And so it was, we were at NAB 2019, I believe. Maybe it was 2018. It was a few years ago. And I remember we had a conversation with one of the lead developers on After Effects, one of the product uh, managers. And I remember asking him, Ken, is there any way to fix that? And he's like, mm, no, <laughs> the the code that everything's built on is too old. We can't fix that. Damn. He said to my face that they cannot fix that problem because it's too old. Time to abandon I will never ship. forget that. I don't I don't even remember who the guy was. I do not remember his name. I'm sorry to anyone who might know who that was. And they're trying to figure it out. Um <laughs> But I was just, it's that type of thinking that I'm frustrated by, you know? It's like, oh, we can't do that. This is too old. Then, then freaking make it. it not old. But, <laughs> make it not old. <laughs> yes. But here's the problem, though, that Adobe is facing. Because they have a prime example of a company that took a program and completely rewrote it from scratch. And then everyone hated it. Oh, well, Final Cut 10. Does everyone hate Pocket 10? They did when it first came out. Yeah, but, I but feel that's like a bunch of, come, you know, they've come around. There's a whole, like... I watched a whole amazing documentary about it. Mm. A friend of mine actually edited it. So there, I forget the name of it. God dang it. Well, actually, but you know what? I, it was a huge controversy at the time. And it's it single-handedly why Adobe Premiere started blowing up. Except Apple didn't make Final Cut Pro 10 for pros. It yeah, wasn't. It was, it's iMovie Pro. Yeah, it's iMovie Pro. And I think still it's amazing. Was iMovie Pro. Now it's legit Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now it's now it's okay. The documentary was about how like they they wanted to reapproach the software, and they did exactly what we're describing. They they Apple literally did that, and then they put out this program that they thought, all right, here's a new fresh way of thinking about how you edit all of these cool new features, and it was it was different, and so everyone who used Final Cut Seven hated it. They weren't able to do some of the th same things they'd always done before, mm -hmm. and it took about two years of Apple constantly putting out new updates for Final Cut Ten for people to finally be like, wait a minute, this is actually amazing. It was like No Man's Sky. Remember that game? It's exactly like <laughs> so, No Man's Sky. So Adobe's <laughs> got to grit their teeth and do that. And That's, they're going to have to go through two years of people whining about it. Yeah, because people and will be mad no matter what. are yeah. on the internet. And, <laughs> and now that you have people who are like, Final Cut X, Final Cut 10 is like the best editing program out there. They wouldn't dream of using anything else. And I'm talking about like so many of the top YouTubers who are mm. editing videos and whatnot. They're all doing it in Final Cut 10 on freaking IMAX. I feel like Resolve, Resolve is definitely on the up and up though as more people move to it i, I feel agree. like they're putting more resources into it and i think it's it's quickly becoming like i don't know like the premiere yeah yeah i guess I what i'm trying to word. say <laughs> is that like maybe adobe is afraid of that happening to them too I'm, it's always a concern i'm sure it's always and a it's concern. a reasonable concern but now but after effects Final should, awesome after effects should play in real time when i put a video clip in my timeline and hit space bar like when that's it, when I just literally put the video clip in my timeline and hit the space bar, that should play in real time. Yeah. And the fact that it yeah. doesn't, it's like it still has to load it to your cache. Some problems exist for so long that you can't see them anymore. And that's one of those things. Where it's like, where's the engineer at Adobe who looks at the program fresh and goes, wait a minute. Why do I have why am I accepting that I have to sit here and wait for this thing to take this long to open? Why do I accept that I have to sit here and wait for this thing to have to load the a single video with no effects on it? Why is that okay in 2022? You know? Yeah, where why do I have to watch that? it at quarter quality? <laughs> yeah, why do I have to put it at quarter quality? Like, where's that mindset? 
You know, where's that person working at Adobe and looking at After Effects like that? Where's the person who goes like, okay, I, I use the program all the time. This is the thing I do all the time that takes me eight clicks. How can I make that one click? Do you think where's that, person? that they're working with artists who are using the program? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because yeah. I do because they, they communicate they have the with them. Too. But I feel like it is, it's like Ren saying where it's just, it's such an old program at this point to build on top of it just it's like you're just stag i mean it's kind of like uh like the u.s's laws like we just keep throwing <laughs> more laws on top it's not like okay let's break all this down let's figure out from the ground up like what we do you know here. we used Dude. to just have one it was called the constitution <laughs> and yeah. then we had to fuck it all up yeah and it's just over time i think it's just anything it's like what is it the law of it's, entropy or something like i mean yeah it's and it's like again I understand it. I get it. It's like you have all of these features that just kind of end up bloating the stuff up and then they have to go through and create a new feature, a new optimization that takes like this chunk of the pile and makes it like smaller, but it's still standing upon the foundation of a large ass pile. Yeah. I think Freddie said it best in response to Caroline on that tweet where it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, you're doing your best. And she did. She's a warrior. Respect. But like, you know, that's not going to accommodate the fact that there's like decades of technical debt. Yeah, it's technical debt. That's exactly what it is. And Scott and I talk about this and we go over that on the site Ooh. too. And it's it's a real thing. Like you have to be on top of that because you'll go, oh, well, we're just going to quick do this or we're just going to quick do that. And then mm -hmm. like time goes by or something takes off and and then you don't come back to the very basic things that just aren't working that that need to be working so um, how would you define technical debt it's i mean at least in my experience it's basically just glitches it's like little simple things where it's like oh yeah i know that's a glitch but if you just do this thing that you shouldn't have to do then it works I, yeah i would call them bandages like yeah shortcuts where you, you're you're making something and you instead of creating a really robust system like whatever that little thing is instead of creating a robust system you're like eh, it's close enough i'm gonna hack the last 10 percent together yes. mm, yep and those 10 percent hacks accumulate over time yes. that yes. is the debt that's exactly it that's exactly you it. gotta pay your dues i feel and like it, that was steve jobs whole i think that's why people look fondly back on steve jobs so much because it's like his whole thing was like it all has to work it all has yeah. to work like for the just a person who hops into this program with no knowledge of it. They need to do something and it just works. You know, I, and I get like the kind of mentality it takes and like willpower to be a person who somehow like stays the bulldog for that very simple adage, adage mm -hmm. or adage of like it has to work. It's like the same thing with you're making like movies or videos. Yeah. It's like a shot's out of focus. It can't be out of focus. It everything needs to be perfect. Yeah. Like, and like, ah, oh, I got it. It's like, is it perfect? Well, no, there's this little thing. It's like, where did I stutter? But somehow you have to be a person <laughs> like that pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes because human beings, we have technical debt. If you want to know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to, then this is meant, isn't meant to be an insult to all humanity, but if you want to know how humans are, just watch dogs. <laughs> We're not any different. <laughs> dogs will let you dogs will do whatever you let them get away with and humans are <laughs> the exact same <laughs> yeah why not yeah 
Yeah, like I was watching this show, uh, Tokyo Vice, I think it's called on HBO last night. And I was, there was a shot in the show where like you could tell there was like some gimbal shake and it was like kind of moving back and forth. And mm -hmm. it's like, this is like a high budget HBO show and they just left that in there. <laughs> and then it just totally takes me out of the show. And now I'm like, you know, questioning a whole thing. And, like, and that's like, that's the technical debt is like the, the, the little things add up. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard in our, in my personal experience and, and, uh, on the site. And like, I, I know how much Scott and the devs put into the site. Like I do not intend to discredit that in any way. Um, but sometimes I gotta be that guy where I, I just got to go, well, look, I know, but this thing doesn't work. So yeah. what do we have to, and, and, you know, we might be off in this other direction or there might be something else that we're trying to get done because of videos coming out or what have you. But sometimes you just got to stop and go, okay, well, let's, let's boil this down to, to the functionality of, of what we need this to do. And uh, you got to keep coming back to it. You got to constantly be coming back to it because there's no uh, curing technical debt in development ever. Mm -hmm. it, it will yeah. always be there, no matter uh, no matter what you do. But um, yeah, sounds like maintenance. The thing is, like, you always, there's that line though where you can't uh, you gotta see the forest and the trees or whatever. Like with the yeah. green screen, it's like, all right, technical debt. A janky green screen is technical debt. You yes. have to deal with it at some point in the post production yes. process. So let's build the psych. Okay. Oh, there's this little bit here. Let's patch it up. I know it's going to delay things a little bit. It's worth it. Okay. And I got to adjust the lighting like this. Let's set it up like this. It'll pay off and later. But sometimes you get to the point where it's like, okay, if we have to do this next thing, we have to now delay the shoot by a day. Yeah. And like, right. Exactly. Is it, do you want to pay the technical debt to the point where you're not even achieving? The right. Project yeah. No, that's the balance. That's, that's the yeah. balance. That has a lot of usefulness. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's perfectionism. And that's, I mean, that's the balance. Perfection of, is of the life. enemy of progress. Yeah. yeah. That's it's the balance the of life. Yeah. That's the old phrase. I mean, our whole mantra is finish it and move on. Yeah. That's how we get all these videos out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And it's like, okay. Uh, we have a green screen and we shoot three or 400 shots on it. And then we spend five months doing post-production because the green screen was janky. Or we could have just done a week of extra prep on the green screen so that it would have only taken one month to do. These are all hypothetical eventualities. Who knows how it'll yeah. actually be. Hopefully with the effort we've now put into that green screen, the green screening process should be a lot quicker. Well, and it's the same thing with an editing program back to premiere is like, if I get to the end of the process on this episode and this specific error is popping up because my project's just gotten too big, this timeline's gotten too large, um, that little error will, like, that could cost days because it's yeah. like the whole, you lose a day of progress or whatever. Like, as those errors pile up later in the process in these programs, I feel like the more. I don't know. I feel like for, for Premiere, that was always my problem was like the bigger my project would get, the more like critical yeah. errors I would have. Yeah. And the more yeah. errors you have, but then it's also like the more vital it is to not have an error, the bigger your project gets. Oh, yeah. so that reminds me. You guys did get screwed over pretty hard last year by DaVinci Resolve. Yes, but I think it, it was a lack of that. It's so, certainly something they can fix. I think what you're referring to is that 
we have we are using the collaborative features of Resolve mm -hmm. so that you know you can check off enable for collaboration on a project and now we can all work in real time on a project together which is like which is insane yeah it's that's kind of nuts that's it's cool to think about which again premiere I guess they actually had have to that. some degree well like they, they have it, but it's on the cloud mm. so it's kind of like uh, now i gotta be like i don't want to be going across the internet i want to be i can local network i want my local network you know what yeah what the the thing i'm remembering was so the yeah. the whole like collaborative process and how we're like resolve works is that you have like this server i guess where mm -hmm. uh, all the programs are kind of like looking at or a data database the, yeah. a database yeah and that ended up getting wiped or something well no so what well, happened okay, let, me, was, let me let me let me uh well, like finish what happened then well so I, it was like I regardless of what that was <laughs> it ended up with nick losing two and a half days of editing and he had to start over from scratch so let me so what uh, mr hughes your response <laughs> what happens is that when you have when you're not enabled for collaboration resolve which is an amazing feature it live saves so every mouse click is a save so you don't have to like premiere i was just like control s control s oh, like yeah, every dude. five seconds because i was so scared it was going to crash resolve has memory. you covered right mm -hmm. until you enable it for collaboration and we were operating or i think nick was just learning it at the time because it was like i hopped in and then chase hopped in and then we all started hopping into resolve Nick was learning it, so he didn't know that when it's collaborative, you have to s physically save a or backup a of the project. Save. No, you can't live save when it's collaborative. I think you can. I think it does it now. Or maybe they updated it, so yeah. it does it now. Which now, now it's like a non-issue. Would but that be technical is, debt if that was... If they, it was, if that was, it was technical debt because what happened yeah. was Nick accidentally deleted his whole timeline because if you have in and out set and you hit delete, it'll delete the whole timeline. That's what it was. So, yeah. and then he freaked out and it like, he just started like hitting things. <laughs> and, it, and I think it crashed on because resolve does because there's so much data contained in the timeline. Cause the timeline also has like data for fusion data for color, color and all yeah. that. It does get a little clunky when trying to move timelines, duplicate timelines, all that stuff. So the program crashed, he reopens it all this entire timeline, which Nick, you know, you got to duplicate timelines. You got versions and stuff, you know, but he, so this was his only timeline of editing and um, he lost it and lost that whole, that whole day. Yeah. Um, it was more than a day. It was like, it was uh, yeah, two days. It might've been two days. Here's the thing though, is how many times did that happen to me in Premiere? Many <laughs> times where, where the project itself is cursed. Like yeah. I can't do anything with the project. Corrupted right? project files. Oh man. And that was that error honestly was on more on us. Like the, the live save should be enabled uh enabled during collaboration, which I, I guess well, it is. Now. Yeah, here's the thing, it's like somebody at DaVinci who listened to feedback was like, okay, this functionality is confusing and it's being missed and it's costing people work. Let's adjust the default moving mm -hmm. forwards. And let's not just stack another layer on this where here we'll just hit you guys with 10 more options. It's like no. We're going to change the approach. And if you don't like like that, you're going to have to update yourself to meet this new new way we're approaching it. Yeah. And just like they made the right decisions, though. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that with Resolve where I was frustrated about it at first of it not being there because I was used to it in Premiere. Mm -hmm. And then I just adjusted my mindset and I was like, oh, this works way better than because mm -hmm. yeah. I was so used to doing Blender's it. Blender like is kind of the same thing for a lot of people where it's like moving from other programs into Blender. It's like, oh. Oh, this is how they do it now. Oh, I can see how this is really fast. That's how Unreal Engine was for me. 
when yeah. I went over like the way you move around a 3D viewport in Unreal Engine versus yeah. like everything else. That like, took me a, an hour to get used to. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but being able like, to just fly around. Yeah, it's like, like why, why isn't every viewport like Unreal's viewport in terms of its controls? Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, it didn't take me an hour to get used to the WASD controls of Unreal. That's <laughs> I, the video game. That was instant. I like, but it was like the 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 double click, the le like, left click and the right click being it like left and right and up and down or left and right and forward and back. It was kind of like a bizarre way of moving, but like after like kind of getting used, to it, I was like, okay, okay, I can see that. We don't have to touch the keyboard. Yeah, and every other program, it's like, it's like, well, you might have like left click, right click, but you have like alt click. And it's like, wait, but what if it's just left click, right click, and then both clicks? And then you, your right hand just is independent of your left hand now. Less clicks, less keyboard, less, it's more efficient. Right. It's faster. It's the speed of thought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I do feel like for me, like, and I mean, these are the programs I use, but like Resolve, uh, Unreal, and Blender all they just feel right like they feel they like simplify they, a new approach like it's just it's a simple way of doing it you know from the ground up because they're i mean blender's open source mm -hmm. unreal's free and so is resolve resolves free so it's like people tons of people can just get in on the ground floor use it give back give feedback mm -hmm. and they're i think because they're free and because they're so open with people i think that's the culture there is like hey like what are the ideas out there whereas like adobe's like hey you want access to our products we'll pay us 52 dollars a month <laughs> and then it's 70 dollars a month 70 dollars a month or whatever and it's like it's 70 a month it's still 52 like 52 yeah. yeah it's just like i i don't like this idea and this is like across our economy now where it's like you don't own anything anymore you know, it's just like Which, you, you get a ticket. You get a ticket to my Adobe ticket to attend you your know. freedom. It's like give me yeah. one ver. Let me buy one version of Premiere, and then you can release the next one in a few years or something. But that's but, how it was forever. I know, but then uh, they switched to the sub subscription model. And and I'm not inherently against the subscription model. Like I actually find a lot of usefulness in that. I like being able to just always have the most up to date software at my fingertips. Like Maxon One, for instance, we now have ZBrush. We just have it. I didn't buy it, but we have it. And maybe now that we have it because it got acquired by Maxon. And now if you have Maxon One, which includes Cinema 4D, uh, Red Giant plugins and all, all like a bunch of other stuff, it's like you now just have that. And it was the same thing for Adobe and like Substance, I think. They acquired Substance, but is that part of the Adobe Creative Cloud now? Or do you still have to get that know. separately? I don't know. But by the way, Adobe is $82.50 a month. Oh, you, buy buy it it monthly. you can buy it yearly for $55 a month, which is really, it's 660 bucks a year. They must have us on like a, a we might wow, be paying, I don't know, like a grandfather we're probably paying the yearly bill. Yeah. And the thing is like, you can't cancel your yearly thing. You were oh, billed man, monthly. Dude. So if you're halfway through the year, like right. I need to stop paying this, they're going to keep charging you. What happens to me, cause I don't have a creative cloud uh, membership anymore, but what happens every now and then is like, you know, I'll, take a photo and i want to open it in lightroom or something i'm like oh dang i gotta you know <laughs> get this like ten dollar a month one for the it's like literally just for photoshop and lightroom i think is 10 or 20 dollars a month remember mm -hmm. when we used to pirate them <laughs> yep way back that in was, the day that's i mean I, I don't know about you guys that's how i got my start yes that's, that's how i got my start premiere after Effects, i think that's a pretty shared experience and i think that's something adobe themselves even kind of recognize which is why they went to the subscription model they're trying to follow the whole steam format of like you know, Valve pioneered the idea of like 
pirating isn't a a crime problem it's an availability problem i i'm butchering the quote but it's no, like yeah. close. but it's like essentially like if you make a product easy enough to acquire people will just do that as yeah. opposed to jumping through hoops totally. to get it for free if you can get it for free easier that's than why you can that's why i started it. paying for spotify yeah yeah because it was so easy to get yeah, who wants to download the music these freaking days? largest yeah. music library <laughs> so immediately available yeah it's kind of like just made, made it easy off. it was like yeah. oh, you I, had to, you I literally had to have to pay you album. 10 bucks a <laughs> month to get access to, to all the music pretty much all the music and you now, organize it for me yeah there's been qualms <laughs> it wasn't perfect you know but like to that uh, that like that alone like killed music piracy yeah yeah Hey, so there's a bunch of comments in the previous podcast that said, all right, you guys are dunking on Adobe. What should people use? Let's talk about alternatives. Let's talk about free programs for a second here. We just highlighted how expensive Adobe software is. So first and foremost, obviously, we're talking about DaVinci Resolve. There's a free version and a studio version. So if those of you out there are wondering what the paid version has, basically, it has noise removal. It has support for higher than, I think, 4K resolutions. Actually, you might be able to go higher than 4K now in the free version. Free version does 4K. Okay. I don't think it does above 4K. Yeah, you can do like 8K and it, stuff It like used that. to be limited to 1080. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then there's like a couple other like does higher end collaborative, filters. the paid one, studio. Oh, that's right. I think the collaborative server mode uh, where you I can all be so. working off a central database. Like yeah. you can work off a central database in the free version. But to have the collaborative mode going, I yeah. think you have to pay for that. And and aren't there some other like GPU features like multi GPUs, multi GPU? I believe oh, okay. they, once again that might have changed. Blackmagic Design is not really too interested in trying to make a bunch of profit off of DaVinci Resolve. At least that's the impression I get. Yeah, it seems like they <laughs> it's just hardware. Wanting... That's their main thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like um, it's like the uh, like Microsoft and Sony making consoles is like they want people to buy the games. And yeah, like the console is just to get you on those <laughs> games. So it's almost like because that's another thing about uh, DaVinci is the Blackmagic cameras work so nicely in yeah. that program and are like. It's just like this perfect marriage, especially in the color page, obviously, because it has access to all the, the data in the camera. Yeah, and they have like their stream decks, they have their video cards, they have their video output cards. There's like a whole bunch of stuff, capture decks. Um, but, but dude, you're right. If like when I was 17 years old, that was the first time I started like doing video editing and it was super mm -hmm. basic. And I was using like my dad's copy of like Pinnacle Studio oh, Pro yeah. 17 or whatever. Um, but like these days, the software, you can literally make a a feature film quality thing using nothing but free tools. Yeah. Which like <sighs> visual effects is an all encompassing word. And, mm -hmm. and for years, I only did like 2D compositing type visual effects. I didn't know how to use a 3D program. And the ones that were available were like 3DS Max, Maya, Cinema 4D, all these super expensive programs. Or you had Blender, which was like the most complicated puzzle on the planet um that i don't know where i was going with that basically blender has gotten very good and it's free now yeah so blender's like, no, it's always been free it's well, very good now yeah so davinci resolve is kind of like i'd say everybody's go-to for free software for the editing also it has fusion which is a node-based compositor it's it's totally fine <laughs> it's great you can yeah, use it solid it's you can good. do you can do what you <clears> need to do it has an audio uh like dedicated page for doing audio mixing Fair it has light. color grading it's world-class at color grading. It is one of the best programs out there for color grading. It's mm -hmm. literally used on and films. So yeah. 
it's weird to like have an editor program and then you like flip over to the color grading side and you're like this is really 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 good why is this part so good and it's like oh yeah it's because this is the industry standard <laughs> started as that <clears> yeah. yeah don't forget about the cut page the Nico. cut page for all you vloggers out there <laughs> um <laughs> for all the people that like and Final the cut deliver 10. page is like as robust as media yeah. coder so yeah. then if you wanted to be doing uh, 3D work and even compositing work as well, <clears throat> Blender is the next thing that people should be checking out. Oh, also, like, <clears throat> I before I ever started recommending, you know, DaVinci Resolve for a free editing slash VFX program, HitFilm. Yeah, HitFilm. HitFilm was great. HitFilm is actually a really good After Effects alternative. Yeah, um, actually. It's, I mean, and Premiere alternative. Like, if you, if you want to stay light with your program and you don't want to go super heavy into, like, Resolve... I mean, I, I would argue that Resolve's not that heavy, but HitFilm is like a really familiar feeling Premiere and After Effects kind yeah. of environment. Um, there is a free version, I'm pretty sure, and there's like a paid version, which isn't that expensive. It's not. And and I forget how they do it now, but it was like the paid version, I think, was like a couple hundred dollars. And that essentially included a lot more different like plugins and effects yeah. for the effects side of yeah. things. like various features but like if you just needed to slap something together real quick maybe throw some simple effects on you didn't really have much time to like go through your email to find out. the password for your adobe account <laughs> yeah or whatever film. to like have to like install it and then all that stuff it's like hit films free and it works great yeah and honestly it's it's so robust it's like not just if you're starting out but like it films yeah hit films a great alternative people should definitely check that out too um there's blender we talked about resolve uh so if you're in Photoshop and you're looking for alternative to Photoshop, uh, there is GIMP, which is all right. What GIMP. is GIMP? GIMP is like Bring an open source like image editor. It's not that bad. I I used it. It's it it's got your basic like you know cut stuff out, move it around, put text here, shape layers there. There's also I think Affinity um, is another one. software package uh, that's a competitor to uh, Photoshop. Yeah, uh, we, should, we should ask Griffin. But, about. Yeah, the main thing is. There's all these free tools. Yeah, Affinity Photo. That's start, the one start with about. those. Start with yeah. the free tools. Mm -hmm. Utilize those. Figure out what you need based on what you can get from those free tools and what you can't get. And then make purchasing decisions for other types of programs and hardwares based upon that experience. Don't just be like, oh, well, someone told me that I needed to, before I can even shoot a video, I need to buy a camera. <laughs> I need to download Adobe Suite and pay for it. And I need to buy a PC. No. It's like, no, if you have a smartphone and like a yeah. basic access to a laptop, you can pretty much make any YouTube video that's been made. Like, it's just crazy yeah. to think about between <clears throat> Blender and DaVinci Resolve and the, the camera phone in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You can make something because what wasn't there like an Oscar nominated film that was shot with, on an iPhone with or something? Blender and DaVinci Resolve yeah. in your phone. You could make you can make a film as good as any film up to like 1996. Yeah, <laughs> like straight up, like every single effect shot. That includes Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, it does. Saving, no, it's not Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Terminator. Um, Jurassic Park. Yep. Um, Citizen Kane. And uh, I don't know, there's a few others before 96. Well, and then let's say over the summer, you get a job at Taco Bell. You save your money. Right. You can buy a uh, the Blackmagic Pocket 4K, which yeah. I think is like $1,200. $1,200, yeah. yeah. Which is really? wow. a... Yeah. Like you could put like that... like a red. You could put that stuff on Netflix. You buy, <laughs> you buy, yeah, you buy... Seriously. You buy one Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K and an 18 to 35 millimeter lens and you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do you one better. You get that freaking nifty fifty, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ninety dollars. Did I have that one? Go on eBay. It's probably like two dollars now. 
They probably, you know. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you could probably Some get guy's probably $2. using that to, to prop up his, you like, coffee table. You probably get one at a garage <laughs> sale for, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always said invest in glass before cameras. Uh, because the glass will last forever as yeah. opposed to your camera getting outdated in yeah, a couple of years. But you also don't for... necessarily, if it's your first camera, you don't necessarily know why glass is important. Well, and yeah. And also, I've always said that, like, don't invest in a camera at all. Invest in a PC. Invest mm-hmm. in a computer because that's yeah. going to be where you spend most of your time. Totally. If you want to shoot something and you really want to do go all out and make it pro, you can literally rent a RED mm-hmm. camera for a day for, like, $100, maybe two or $300. Yeah. Worst case scenario. And that's like, and then you get like a day or two rental on, on a cinema camera, you shoot your whole thing and all your money you spent is going towards the machine that you're going to spend the next few months editing on. That's true. Yeah. The, <laughs> but the, these days is more important. I, I, I've kind of come around to feeling like the phone is the thing that you should invest most of your money into now, especially like, I mean, for, for the stuff that I do with like all the photo scanning and the, the AR real time tracking and well, yeah, just for the quality 3D, of the cameras. I think for about a grand total of $3,000, you could probably have access to all the hardware and software that you would need to make some of the most professional video content in the world. Yeah, definitely. And then you load up Unreal, which is also free, and you got vir- virtual <laughs> you production backgrounds. <laughs> you can pull on the Mandalorian. You could just make the Mandalorian for three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, Dean's not that far off, by the way. It's like that's kind of the thing. It's like the money is on. You spend the money on the people, so you get a bunch of people who are focused on doing that. Like the hardware these days is not really the bottleneck. I mean, freaking Ian Hubert made like a Hollywood level God, the Ian Hubert stuff. That's such just by so himself. Good. Yeah, it looks so good. It's amazing. It is literally better VFX than a lot of the stuff out there. And because it's just I He don't did know. make a bunch of gnarly practical sets though that really True. But yeah. he is also incredibly talented. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Ian. You're listening to this right now. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> um also I want to shout out Procreate as another good software alternative. Oh, to I Photoshop. love Procreate. Wait, yeah. I wouldn't really use it as a Photoshop thing though. It depends what you're using Photoshop for. Yeah. Obviously, there's painting, but even photo touch-ups. Procreate's not that bad. I've okay. actually used it a little okay. bit for that. Okay. Um, Man, I'm bummed. I lost all my paintings because I was doing them all in the Procreate beta, Procreate 5 beta, and then that beta expired, and I can't open it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my paintings! Yeah. No, I'm bummed. I had a lot. I didn't know you were like a Rembrandt, Ren. <laughs> a, a Ren. My NFTs. A Rembrandt. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so to, to, to go back to the question you posed earlier, you are the senior product design engineer for after effects Mm -hmm. and people are up in arms about the program they are frustrated and everyone has a different reason about why they hate it Mm -hmm. and it's your job to kind of like observe everything and then try to come up with a reason or or a pathway to solving that yes and i i can't pretend to know how it what it's like to run a software company to write code for a program like that. Like, I don't know how large the after effects development it doesn't team is. matter. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It's like watching movies. It doesn't <laughs> matter how much you know about how movies are made. The movie's good or it's bad. Yes. There's no or, excuses. Yeah, yes. It doesn't matter how much they spend on it. And like, you doesn't, know, yeah, this shot doesn't like matter. 20 how many people set up that. Doesn't matter how hard it was. Doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, you're, you're, ex- you're completely right. I guess what I'm trying to say is I just don't know like whether or not my request or any of those requests are reasonable requests. I think I think the reasonable request 
and I have to, I have to go after this. This is this is me wrapping up my part of the podcast. <laughs> the reasonable request is look at what your program does. What is preventing it from doing that smoothly and quickly? What are the things that everybody does all the time in your program? And how can you make that faster? Don't worry about new features. Like just look at how everybody currently uses it. Make it faster, make it smoother, make it less clicks, make it more stable. That interface, look at what it's supposed to do. Have it do the exact same job, but literally from every single pixel, redo that interface and just have everything aimed at its function like perfectly. Have everything run fast, have everything run real time. Utilize 100% of my computer's resources. I have talked about no new features at this point. I just simply talked about taking a program and taking its basic functionality and actually making it do its basic functionality. <laughs> that's it. If I was in charge of it, that's the thing I would do. And that's going to take them probably like I'd, in real life. That'd be like a five year endeavor right now. You know, it's like start working, <laughs> get that pickaxe out. Let's go. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I think eventually, I mean, I don't know. Their business model is so grand now at this point that I think the, the Adobe creative suite is almost. You're probably right. You know, like They're one of their like, whatever. It's one of their. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Adobe. So, how are you guys doing? Hey, how's the customer service going? Good. <laughs> All right, keep it up. Yeah. Frank. What is the percentage of the company that's the creative suite versus everything? They're else? doing a whole bunch of other stuff now with like respect to cloud and yeah, like frame big IO business and, and yeah. Mm. So they're. Yeah, they're international and doing all this crazy stuff. So I don't think that Adobe Creative Suite is honestly their biggest thing. Um, on in real market like economics talk, what's probably going to happen is if they keep going this way, eventually it'll they'll they'll lose so many subscribers to that particular a- aspect of their business that'll either become like something that just becomes a legacy, or somebody will break it out and fold it into something else and you know and the market will do its thing with it and it'll yeah, become if, if people jump ship yeah they're gonna notice and uh, that's that's and the if, only solution here is like for people like ren to be like i'm <laughs> not using this program anymore and then not use the program and stop paying them i've know? already watched a few hours worth of tutorials on davinci fusion and as more robust you, options brother. become available more and more people will do that and you know, it's sad, but that's kind of how that's kind of how it works when you're talking about these huge international billions and billions of dollar companies is like it'll probably get split off and somebody else will buy it and do something better with it. That's the like, right. honestly, I think the best we can hope for. Or people just I mean, right now, people are building alternatives and yeah, as or time that. goes on, yeah. those, you know, brick by brick, those, those buildings become get AOL, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. Ser- but... Seriously, like there's like I said, that that uh, autograph pr- project, like that program. It's After Effects, but it's real time yeah. with a real thought interface and like it's intended to be quick and easy. And yet I still have that same guttural reaction of, I don't recognize that user interface. I don't like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which like, I know is not like the moment I think logically, I'm like, oh, it's not that different. I can learn this new one. That's not a big deal. It's, like, it's certainly do- easier looking to learn than Fusion. <laughs> it's like, why do I have to hit A instead of V to select? I don't want to <laughs> use this program. Yeah, I think there's a a uniform stubbornness to all people when it comes to trying to learn something new because learning is hard. Yep. Yeah. And if you're a company that makes software like this, you just got to take take the time, like try to get out there, get your users, let them grow with you as you grow together. And as they become professionals, your software will be the thing that they use. Gosh, this was so helpful, guys. Thank you so much. I feel like so much better now. You know? Yeah. 
I feel like Jake. We've, we've I know gotten... you had a lot of struggles with After Effects. I've had so many struggles with After Effects. <laughs> I mean, there was one time I did a shot for Ren, and uh, it was. Uh, but I have, I do have my ventures in Premiere and and in DaVinci, and yeah, it's been interesting. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to get into some some DaVinci. I'm gonna like whatever my next project is that I'm gonna have to edit or do VFX for. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. No, do it you have that. to. You have to make a rule. I will not touch any Adobe products. That's the only way you you'll. Is there learn. a video idea here? Can we do a video about this? <laughs> Let's do it. Because it's like Maybe. I need I need a video project right, to exist. Right. Everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. In order for me to learn something, <laughs> I hope you guys had a good time. All right, I promise we're done ranting All about right. Adobe products. Um, we're good now. Yeah, we feel better. <laughs> I can't believe this took two podcasts to fully get off our chests. <laughs> I feel like it's all out there now. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, tell us about your software stories <laughs> comments below <laughs> hey but for real actually all the comments on the podcast are super cool to read and yeah. like i really like the discussion and all the comments on last week's podcast was it was really neat to see so it's cool to know that our experiences echo a lot of other people's experiences mm -hmm. all right thanks Peace. for watching everybody till next time adios